Hello and welcome to a slightly different episode of Casting Views. As I've mentioned on social media and actually my last Christmas episode, I am taking a few weeks off over the festive period just to recharge the batteries, plan for next season and next year. So I did not want to put anything out and I thought about putting some reruns of my favourite episodes, but I thought, you know what, this year I've had the pleasure of joining a few podcasts to guest on theirs. And so I thought, why not? run the audio of those episodes hopefully you've heard these anyway you've gone at you you're either a subscriber to his podcast or you've heard it when i guested but if not something new for you to listen to and if you're not already why not give the the podcast a follow this first one is this went out on the 15th of september uh this year it was the first time I appeared on this podcast, so it was the Note on 15 all cast hosted by Seven Seas, and I was so pleased when he invited me onto the show, really enjoyed the podcast, and he is such a nice guy. And even better was I got to join as part of his 80s kids adventure series, and the film in question was Back to the Future, which is one of my all-time faves, as well as being a childhood film favourite of mine. It's also a film favourite of mine now. So, yeah, check out Seven Seas and the No on 15 all cast. And, yeah, sit back, enjoy, and be here next week for another special episode. Yeah. Oh man. We have uh we have an exciting show planned tonight and that crowd was going crazy because I have a special guest, a first time guest, and it's Dan from Casting Views, man. How you doing? Doing very well. Thank you for having me on. Um really looking forward to coming on to this and the uh the film you've got picked for me. So really looking forward to this. This is volume two, I think, in the new series, which is the eighties kids adventure series, and uh it's gonna be back to the future from 1985 so hang on to your seats everyone out there but as is customary on our show before we jump into the movie and stuff i always ask everyone how they're doing and how their week was so how was your week dan yeah the week was good it was good it's, it's felt like a long week um we've had really mixed weather over here in the uk so it's been one day it's been absolutely pelting down with rain and then the next it's it's too hot but we always like to moan about that over here um, but yeah, no, going well. I've, I've, I'm recording two pods myself this weekend, plus this one. So yeah, it's a busy, busy podcast Ooh. weekend. Nice, man. Well, that's good. You know, it's always good to uh, get it going like that, have a bunch of conversations, hopefully yeah. interesting ones and good ones. Yeah, you know, this is the first time on the show. Uh, Dan does a, a podcast called Casting Views. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your show? Uh, thank you. Yeah, so Dan, uh, my name's Dan. The show is Casting Views. It's a general topic podcast. So basically, it's whatever bit of inspiration hits me in the previous couple of weeks. I, I just stick an idea down. Um, recently, we've done reincarnation, um, yeah, best and that. worst TV. Yeah, best and worst TV finales, bad business decisions, shows that jump the shark. Um, yeah, and at the moment, I'm kind of doing um, having a load of guests on with me. So I'm looking to continue that. I'm going to sort of end uh, current season actually as of a couple of weeks time and, and start a brand new one. So I'm, I'll be putting a call out for guests, which I'm absolutely having you on as soon as I can. Oh, uh, hey, afterwards. I'm <laughs> totally down for that, man. Definitely. Um, yeah, I heard that. I heard that episode of Reincarnation. It's a very interesting one, uh, especially, I mean, for me recently, I had a passing in the family. Uh, my father passed away, so that that kind of hit hit home yeah i was listening to that one very like it was very interesting to hear people's point of views of what they thought of that process like and especially like you guys kind of expounded upon how it kind of became mainstream i think in the 80s like the idea of reincarnation yeah. and all that so yeah. Yeah, it was good man yeah the aim is to have a, either a bit of fun or pick a topic where we can have a bit of a conversation you know something that it's got to interest me as well um and yeah something you can just have a dive into and just explore it nice yeah all right cool well for me my week wasn't too bad just kind of trying to get back in the swing of things you know i had a crazy schedule for a while and then now it's kind of back to a little bit more normal uh schedule so uh it was nice at the same time uh takes take some getting used to but you know 
thankfully yeah. uh it's the weekend again so yeah. nothing too yeah. crazy well let's run into our first segment which will be our flashback segment and uh here we go doc i'm from the future i came here in a time machine that you invented now i need your help to get back to the year back to the back to the back to the back to the year the the year is 1985 for the second straight week that was just coincidence it wasn't on purpose so whenever uh you guys hear this you might hear some similar facts but i try to look for different ones from 1985 but uh i'm interested to see what dan has from 1985. well i've got i've got a bit of a british slant as well so um well for me it was remembering that yeah english tv we only had four tv channels in that year (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah so your standard terrestrial tv it was yeah it was four four tv channels um so you were pretty much stuck with what you were watching which is why um i think films uh, especially the movies were were quite big escapism especially you know it was pre-real satellite tv cable tv so the um kind of like the american shows and kids shows we'd get felt like proper escapism um oh, and man. felt felt something special for us um we had actually i was looking kind of a list of the films that were out that year as well and it's Mm -hmm. probably got one of my first memories of actually seeing films because i would have been eight at the time Mm. i think eight nine and i remember seeing rocky four of the pictures Um, oh was that in was that in 85 yeah i believe it was i i am i was a huge well i still am a huge rocky fan um, and I think I've got oh the year God. right now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. Man. So I remember seeing that as a pictures because I think it was a PG over here, uh, parental mm-hmm. guidance. So I was able to get in. Um, what else was there? We had, um, oh, I think you probably didn't see it over there, but we had this guy, we had an inventor over here, Clive Sinclair, launched a, it was called a Sinclair C5. So it was like a, a I think it was a motorized or it was a tricycle, but one you laid laid back in almost so nice. it, it almost looked like a lozenge <laughs> yeah. you're just in this lozenge and you're just cycling you around in that yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> didn't didn't cool. last very long um but and and again you know so i'm sorry this is going to be really for the brits it was the year one of our most popular and still enjoying soap operas started in 85 so it, it was called was eastenders it? yeah it's called oh, eastenders okay so yeah i've heard i don't of know if you get yeah um, so a bit of a mixed year. Oh, and of course, I mean, I couldn't see it at the cinema, but um, in my family as well, we we was quite big Stallone fans. He also had Rambo First Blood Part 2, I think, was out in that year as well. Yeah, man. That's some good stuff. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day when you used to obtain um, videos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 85. I totally forgot that Rocky Four came out in 85. I feel like that was the... Uh... There was so much... I feel like consumerism in Rocky Four, like a lot yeah. of branding that you saw in that movie, and obviously that the main thing I remember from that is just uh, like the montage of him working out that just made you feel like either you had to go work out or like you were severely yeah. out of shape. So, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I I just remember yeah the the whole um kind of opposites of of their training and and for me I'll never forget sort of sitting there as as a kid. In the, in the cinema watching it and it was the whole opening sequence with um with apollo coming out in the over the top flamboyant manner yeah that, that just always yes. stuck with me as well and and, and seeing America. that the result of that fight on on the big screen as well i think that that stayed with me for a while <laughs> nice man yeah i have a couple of, you know i'm trying to go with different ones from 85 i don't know if i mentioned that uh Super Mario Brothers video game was released in 85. So uh, for all you gamer okay. fans out there, that's a, that's one uh, that happened that year. And then some of the movies, you, yeah, Rambo, First Blood Part 2, Rocky IV. Uh, I know the Goonies came out in 85 as well. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, one big one in 85 is the WrestleMania. I think that was the first WrestleMania in 1985 for wrestling fans out there. That was uh, oh, wow, the yeah. main event. Okay. <laughs> One of the main events was Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. They defeated uh, Paul Ordnorf and uh, Roddy Piper. So nice, uh, nice. 
Yeah. Well, if you look at that year, I mean, it's just such a, an amazing year for film releases as well. The the, the names on that list. I so challenge many. anyone to look at it and not pick at least sort of 15 or 20 that they've enjoyed in their time. It's, it, it looked like such a such an amazing list. I know. It was also a different time as far as like what could get made and what, you know, was given the opportunity to be put on film because it was a lot of different like variants of stuff out there, uh, like sci-fi adventure, uh, some drama. You know, it was a good mixture of stuff, particularly the sci-fi stuff. Some of it was out there. So I'm amazed yeah. like some of it has become cult classics over over time. But uh, definitely, man. You got weird science in 85 as well. So, Yes. Dude, there's so many. Pee-wee's Big Adventure was in 85. Uh, Weird Science. A lot of people are discovering that for the first time because, uh, you know, Paul Rubens recently passed away. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you had E.T., um, Breakfast Club. I mean, that's a classic as well. Yeah, Real Genius with uh, Val Kilmer. It's a great one. <clears throat> Brazil. That's like a one from Terry Gilliam. That's, that's yeah, pretty, yeah. you know, that's a cult classic as well. There was a lot of stuff in 85. Yeah, let me not get too sidetracked uh, with the films and stuff from that year. Uh, I do want to play a song from 85. They're kind of fitting for this movie, so I'll just pop off some little Huey Lewis in the news. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Dang, what a tune. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, let me run into uh, the real names in the 30 second challenge real quick. So today, one of these lucky contestants will win right here on Wheel of Names. Okay. Okay. So let me uh, share my screen here and I'll give uh, Dan the opportunity to see uh, the wheel names and uh, who's on there. So. Let me know when you can see the screen. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. All right. As is customary, since it's Dan's first time, uh, it's initiation time on our show. <laughs> so the options are Dan, the first time guest, or the host from Casting Views. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I fancy my chances here. <laughs> let me give it a spin and see which uh, one of your alter egos is it is. If I don't win. <laughs> oh. <laughs> excellent it's on me it, it, it's Dan <laughs> all right uh you will have 30 seconds Dan to tell the listeners uh, what this movie's about so um you can see this uh screen up it'll be a 30 second timer uh, whenever you're ready the pressure the pressure okay I'll give you a countdown and then I'll run the clock okay yep you ready all right yep. three two what? So Marty McFly is our hero of the film. He's got a close friendship with Doc Brown, who is a mad scientist inventor type character. He's invented a time machine from made out of a DeLorean fueled by plutonium, ripped off from Libyan nationalists. They come kill him Ten, in escaping. Nine, Marty inadvertently ends up in 1955, seven, meets six, his dad and mum jeopardizes their relationship and has to get them back together get back to 55 at uh, 85 and save the dock dude that was awesome man <laughs> oh man nice save at the end man yeah that was, that was really good yeah. i gotta give you kudos for that uh great job dan on the 30 second challenge Cheers. <laughs> was this a revisit for you it had it been a long time since you've seen it or what do you think about it now? It's probably a few years since I've seen it, but I have seen it a number of times. I mean, over over here, we've got a couple of the, um, now we've got like about 100 channels up mm. on the higher end, you know, on like our, we have like four main channels that one of those has got sort of offshoots. So ITV, two, three, four, et cetera. It feels like for a while that was on every Saturday afternoon, they would play mm. it back to the future. Um, so it's, yeah, it's always in and around uh, TV. Um, but it gave me the opportunity to um, to pull out the old uh, DVD player. I pulled the Blu-rays out and, yeah. and watched the trilogy, actually. It gave me an opportunity to watch the trilogy again. And um, 
my wife, who has only ever seen bits of them, really. So it was a, it was an opportunity to make her sit down and oh, watch them with nice. me. So, yeah. Did she did she enjoy it, or what did she think? Yeah, she. I mean, she enjoys like the um sort of the 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 setting. So you know, in the first film, you've obviously got the fifties, but in the third one, you've got the the Wild West feel. Um, and that featured Monument Valley a lot, which we were in a few years ago. So, yeah, oh, anything nice. where it's nice like that, it captures her as she'll sit down and watch it. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome, man. Now, would you say you're like genuinely a fan of like maybe Michael J. Fox or Spielberg movies? Like, do you think this kind of fits those molds of those things from that time or from, you know, those creators? Yeah, I think it does. And and generally, I like the the feel-good films as well. Uh, and it feels like this is proper encapsulates an 80s family feel-good film. It's got, like I said, it's got the sci-fi element into it. It's got the comedy. It's got the action. It's got the uh, mild peril in it. So it, mm. it, it, it kind of just feels like a perfect package of, of a film from that time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, just re-watching it myself, like... I mean, from like Doc Brown to Marty to Biff to Lorraine to George McFly, uh, even Strickland, like the siblings, all those characters. It's kind of rare, I guess, like that you actually would care about all those characters in a way uh, in, in a movie like this. But it's kind of what makes it special. Like everything is pretty tight, tight knit. The story's pretty tight. The effects are pretty tight. You know, obviously some of the, the best creators in this genre and cinema you know were involved you know from the score from the producer you know spielberg from the director Semeskis. all i think all those things together was like it was it would be difficult to see it fail you know um yeah yeah, yeah. Michael J. Fox um, was just special at that time too man i was gonna say him and doc brown the relation or the chemistry sorry that they they've got christopher lloyd um it's just brilliant. And Biff as well. What what a character he is as well. So <laughs> it just feels like the perfect storm of the, of perfect casting. And I know there's obviously the whole history about Eric Stoltz initially uh, yes. being in it. Um, but perfect casting, perfect score, great script. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, especially as like a, an eight or nine-year-old kid in England at the time, seeing kind of like the De DeLorean with the gullwing doors and mm -hmm. and kind of that that sort of um that that american central city you know that little square it, it it just felt like a bit of slice of of something you know literally from across the pond um and yeah you throw in the sci-fi element to it as well and that, that was it i was one over yeah yeah for sure and it wasn't like so um over the top where you wouldn't believe it it was it was very believable like i was talking to my brother uh He's he's a little bit older than me, and while we were, I was watching it, and um, I was like, you know what gets me? I always wonder, like, when they make these kind of films, do they have a scientific advisor on the set? Like, and he tells them, like, does he talk to the special effects guy and say, oh no, you should do it like this, make it look like this, make it look more realistic? You know, um, like the whole concept of using plutonium to power a time machine, yeah. and how, you know, Doc Brown, you know, fuels it. Basically, they show that scene when he drops like the rod in there, and I'm like, man, who? Yeah. I wonder who told them to do all this stuff. Or was it just like, eh, I think this makes sense, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and even now, re-watching it, um, so what we're coming up to, well, a couple of years, it'll be 40 years old. The first mm -hmm. film as well, I don't think has aged because it's set in the 50s and it's only a little bit in, in the 80s, it, it hasn't mm -hmm. aged. Whereas the second film, because it's got his vision of what the yeah, future looks true. like and then what the modern time looks like changed, I think, the second film ironically has aged a little bit and then the third again hasn't because it's set in in the wild west and we still get westerns don't we so yeah um, that's a great observation man that's that's so true timeless yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense um so speaking about that like you know we do get marty he ends up going back in time uh by accident right uh what would what would you do in that situation or or what do you think of like the 50s you know I think it's um I think it's a really good choice. I mean, I know they did that because obviously that's when his parents were at school. Um mm -hmm. but I think it's it's kind of post like all the all the wartime, all the the depression era. It's kind of before the technology boom and before like the the real kind of um boom in in yeah, in, in industry that side. 
so it's it feels like and and like i said for, from from my perspective it felt like that sleepy suburban americana kind mm. of vibe so it, again it feels like the perfect perfect time to do it um because he will be like the fish out of water but everything should still be fairly familiar to him because it's not from a hundred years before like in the wild west where there's nothing has been built yet so it's interesting it, i think it's a perfect perfect uh setup and and yeah because they i just i think the other thing is i think they came up with the idea didn't they i think bob gale when he was looking at his dad's yearbook wasn't it to say yeah yep. would him and his dad have been friends or got on and and I, and I think that's a fascinating idea as well yeah it's so funny you mentioned the the fish out of water thing because it's almost you know they put him in a life like the life jackets were the style back then so when he shows yes, up yeah. in the 50s it's like almost you know a little a little wink wink yeah he's he doesn't belong here um yeah. he's off the boat so yeah that makes a lot of sense man i think um what really tripped me out this time watching it and something i never noticed before because i feel like i've seen this movie tons of times was the moment when he first shows up and he's back in time and then he he goes to the phone booth i think and he looks through the phone book pages and i never noticed this but there's only like all the numbers in there are only like five digits so it's because because okay. <laughs> back in the 50s there wasn't that many phone numbers right yes yeah, yeah, so it, yeah. to- it totally makes sense but it totally freaked me out i was like oh my god i never noticed that before like it was like you only got to dial four numbers and then you'll call somebody so- <laughs> yeah. but, but that's and that scene i think what's brilliant about that scene is he's obviously he knows that he's he's something's happened and he's he's not in the same place but his mind is still can't uh process that so he's asking for everything modern so he asked for it was it a tab is a tab, it a yeah. Tab? yeah and he's he's asking for this or that and he still can't yeah I, I think that's brilliant because he does really look like he is lost at that time yeah totally he's like how, how am i gonna give you a tab if you, you haven't ordered anything yet uh, the yeah. guy tells him so yeah, yeah it's really funny and then he's like he chases that's when he runs into george for the first time he chases him out out of the place yeah. and he's like dad i mean george yeah. get back here yeah. <laughs> so funny man and now it's time for a quick advertisement check it out fancy taking a humorous trip down a random topic each week you do while well, you're in luck casting views presented by me dan and a host of guests bring you just that with topics from the world of entertainment, science, sport, and everyday life, there's bound to be a topic that's going to inform and amuse. Catch Casting Views every Sunday on all listening platforms now. Some of the, we did mention some of the who, the people behind this movie, the what, you know, what's happening in this movie is you, you broke down so very well in your 30 second challenge. What do you think of that whole situation? What would you do if you ran into your parents? Like say you're, this happened to you where you are. Like how would that? How would you deal with that? <laughs> Honestly, don't know because it is it is fascinating, you know the the stories that your parents tell you when you're growing up, and you know I remember at the time thinking that yeah I wouldn't have put some of those stories with my dad not not you know not in a bad way but in in the mm-hmm. sense of you know I saw him as as, as a father and, and business owner and, and that but wait he was saying because he was. Um, he was Italian. He came over to England in the seventies, and he said that was quite a rough time at the time. So he was oh. telling me about some of the stories, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like thinking, yeah, I wouldn't have put kind of some of those things with him. So yeah, you you would want to follow him around and just see, you know, see sort of hang out and have a have a beer and and, yeah. and watch a match or something. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I think the same way too. I think um, specifically, I think that year, my father. He was like 16 and 55. So he would have like totally fit at that time with, you know, that music. And I mean, my, my father's Mexican. Uh, obviously, he would have been in Mexico at that time. So, you know, it's still I see pictures and it fits that era. The look of like the way they used to dance, the music, um, Yeah. you know. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious, too, is it seemed a time of a lot of discovery with music uh, was part of yeah. like the 50s. It seems like it was a big deal. 
I think I would just really enjoy being in a time note before, like we were saying before, all the tech and everything. I'd, I would just love to experience that world of, of almost quietness, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so different. <laughs> yeah. Less dependence on on technology, more. Yeah. Um, yeah. You really do have to use your imagination more to get out there and explore and see what you can Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> How would you deal with? Now, this is the one part of the story that gets everybody. <laughs> yeah. How would you deal with your mother coming on to you? <laughs> that is a phrase and a question I never thought I'd ever ask. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that that is the thing about and and that was the, the bit my wife when she when we were watching it, I kind of then looked at her and she was saying, Yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? And I <laughs> I said, Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's gotta be so uncomfortable, hasn't it? Um I I actually think they kind of portrayed it really well as well. And and he acted well because he was, you know, because his first reaction was, you know, that she was pretty, wasn't it? You know, because yeah. in the 80s, she, you know, she's, they, they've made her up to look, especially, um, what's the word? Um, plain, I think, for, for want of a better term. Um, and yeah, you know, she, she made herself out to be like this um, prude and, clean living when she was a, a daughter <laughs> when she was her daughter's age sorry and yeah he's seeing the reality um yeah you you kind of want to would want to get out of that situation as quickly as she as possible right yeah definitely man i think uh it's so awkward you feel that you can i think that the, here's the thing that happens a lot on my show too is when we revisit these films a lot of these films when we saw them for the first time we were younger so a lot of the story narratives might have been a little bit over our head so now as we revisit these things as adults and we pick up, we pick up the awkwardness a lot more now, you know, cause it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that is super awkward, super weird. Um, I mean, it also happened in an extent in, I would say star Wars with like Luke and Leia where oh, you know, you found out yeah, there were yeah. siblings and it was weird. Um, it was like, I don't know, was this a fascination with screenplays in the, in Hollywood <laughs> in the eighties uh, and sci-fi, yeah. but it works though because like marty does come off completely freaked out because he's like Absolutely, mom you're, yeah. you're so thin he says you're so thin yeah. like you know he was like shocked uh and like you said she was you know a beautiful young woman and you know he he just had to find ways to try to like push her off and uh thankfully yeah. he was able to <laughs> except for that yeah. moment later on in the film but um but also the whole thing about that as well is Again, as a as a kid, you probably don't pick up on it, but it's a whole how the father, his father, met the mother anyway. I mean, he was in a tree, yeah, peering at her through binoculars. <laughs> he was a peeping tom. I mean, Michael yeah. J. Fox says it, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. It's really funny. He said, "Be a peeping tom." <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's a bit of an undertone in that film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the uh, he scare he has to scare him into going to pursue his mother. So he tells him that he's he's Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan, I think. He, yeah. He's yeah. Like Was Van it Van Halen? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, man. I love that scene. Love that scene. Yeah. That whole, uh, a lot of that stuff is, I mean, there's so many moments in the movie. They work because of the time. Like you said, like the 50s was probably the perfect time to use. And then you see a modern vehicle in these times and everyone from that time in the 50s who would see that would, you know, freak out, think it's, they might think it's a spaceship or something, you know? It, yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's got the radiation suit, which helps, you know, <laughs> play the part of, of, of an extraterrestrial. So, so, yeah, like you said, it's just far enough for what he has on him to be seen as 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 odd, as foreign, as, as unusual, yeah. Yeah. Are there certain moments that stand out to you, like certain scenes that might be like your favorite in the movie? Or, where do you start? It's where do you... Yeah, well, yeah. I, I imagine there's quite a few, so you can kick it off. With I, some. I actually really like the opening. You know where he Marty goes to the docks, and you've got like the the dog feeding machine, um, mm. and that's been piling up. So you already something fills off there. Um, but it's the huge amp, the huge speaker that yes. you know he then sort of ends up flying backwards on. I think that's so cool. The, the, the whole opening as uh, as a whole, uh, you know, he's then skateboarding to school and he's um, holding onto the back of the car, which at the time I thought was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, it was. 
just skateboarding man if you could do it like you see people doing it it's just like man that's amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah. to have that balance yeah you know i never noticed before that i guess there is a i guess foreshadowing at the very beginning of the movie to what's going to happen at the end i don't know if you ever noticed before like when they're panning over through all the clocks there one of the clocks shows somebody hanging from one of the clock arms you know what i'm gonna to have to rewatch it i don't think I yeah, spotted that. i never yeah. noticed it before but just recently because I, I had heard about it and i never noticed it so i tried right. to pay attention and i was like oh damn right. there it is it's right there i'm gonna to have to rewatch that now yeah it's pretty cool so it's kind of like foreshadowing of uh yeah you know uh, it's I guess it's a classic Harold and Lloyd uh, silent era comedy yeah. film. Like that's where it's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they uh, they put it there in Doc's laboratory at the beginning. Yeah, I really I really enjoy, you know that that's a great scene. Uh, the scene that always stands out to me is a little later at the dance. You know when he's playing Johnny Be Good and yes, yeah. just the music from that time. Like you know, uh, I think it's Marvin Berry. Is the name yes, of yeah, the, the, the yeah. group, right? And he's singing like Earth Angel uh, when yeah. his mom and his, his dad are dancing. It's just all the music from that time that sticks with me, too. Uh, that, yeah, it's kind it's, of in I, the background. Yeah, it's good. It's a good soundtrack to that film. Um, and yeah, Earth Angel's song that's always stuck with me because I think that would, yeah, that's the first time I've heard it in that film. And and yeah, it's just such a, like you said, it is a slow dance song, you know, for a school disco you, or, or school uh, school party. You, you could imagine that. Um, but on on the music front, even I, I love the talent show bit mainly because you got Huey oh Lewis as, as one of the judges, <laughs> yeah. and, and I just still even to this day, I mean, I then kind of watching it again. I'm, I'm nudging my wife saying, "That's Huey Lewis," just in case you know if you didn't know. I, I just thought again that was just such a funny thing to do, where he's complaining it's that it's too loud. Is yeah, <laughs> I, I quote that sometimes, like whenever <laughs> out of context, like something's out, I'll just say, "You're just too guard down loud, guys." <laughs> You know, that's Huey Lewis, man. That's his line. Um, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Huey Lewis, man. I think, I never knew this, but I guess he, he stopped doing music because he, he slowly started to go deaf. Like, he couldn't hear anymore. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, kind of sucks, but yeah, man, I feel like there's so much, that, that was a, like one of those iconic groups from the 80s, like Huey Lewis. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And de definitely with this movie. Yeah, I mean, that that, you know, the power of love is just, you think of Back to the Future, you think, or you hear that song, you think of the other, in my case, anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Oh, you know, the other scene that cracks me up too is the skateboard scene in Town Square with uh, when Biff is chasing him. <laughs> yeah, that, it's still like, and I know they kind of redid it over uh, like the first two movies. Well, it, it starts in the cafe because Biff shows up and then he says, McFly, I told you not to come in here again, and uh, they, they both turn yeah. around, right. And uh, that's yeah, that kind of yeah. starts the whole, I don't know, progression of history and time where it's always going to have to be Marty and Biff fighting at some point. Uh, what do you think about that? I, I love the fact, though, that they repeat things throughout all three films. I, I think for me, that's one of the things I love. Like you said, it's the, the Biff and the manure um, mm -hmm. yeah, in all three, three films. Yeah, the, the rivalry between them. Yeah, the skateboard and the hoverboard in, in the first couple of films. Um I, I, you know, some people might argue that, yeah, it, there is a lot of repetition throughout the films, but I think that's what's endearing about it is because it puts those, those repetition, it shows history as a habit of repeating itself, mm, but in, in exactly, different time zones. Exactly. So there's a different slant on it each time. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. It's just, uh, it's a history repeats itself. And it's so funny the way it, it's subtle, but the differences, but it still works. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and the he, young Billy Zane. Yes, Billy Zane, man. <laughs> One of the goons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, who's the other guy? that he He's, um, man, can't, I always forget his name. Oh, yes. Yeah, I know he mean. Um, he plays one of the other goons, too. He was in the movie Three O'Clock High. I don't know if you... Uh, Casey Samasco, I think his name is. They're, they're in the second one. No, they're in the... Yeah, they're in the second one as well, aren't they? Are they in all yes, three? Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when the... Uh, the dark future biff biff's dark future one uh, yeah, that i use right, i yes. use that all the time to describe bad times i'm like all right this is the biff cult future <laughs> when this is happening <laughs> oh yeah absolutely yeah uh, oh, I, I, it's got one of my favorite lines in there as well about where george says i am your density 
you know oh yeah their density has brought us together I, th I think that's brilliant it's so subtle again but just uh it's just always got me that line that's so funny yeah i'm like that's that is one of those moments in the movie where you're like no say it like this say it right but he he, he does it twice like yeah no he, he doubles down and says density <laughs> so i was just gonna say as well the whole final sequence as well just the trying to get him back i just think that's really well done with all the little sort of problems that crop up with you know the doc trying to connect the cable uh, you know and then one part falls out when he puts the other one in it is it, yeah it's, i think that's just a really well paced um scene both with kind of what you're seeing on screen and the music and, and the timing yeah christopher lloyd is great in this movie like not we don't talk about him enough probably but uh his reactions to everything is kind of it's it's so necessary and it's part of what makes you know the movie special like like there's a scene that cracks me up that still always sticks with me is when he's showing marty the plan and he's like marty i apologize that i wasn't didn't have enough time to build this to scale but it's like an amazing like model that he did of the town square already and he's apologizing and he's like hey, it's okay doc and then he's like you know he he tests it and then you know they light uh they they add electricity to the cable and then they let go of the toy car and when the toy car catches on fire and then hits the floor and then lights like there's a drape or something a curtain and then he goes Aah! like the, it screams man just they get me they still get me he, he, yeah now you're spot on the noises he makes the reactions even to at the end where marty goes back uh to his future and he's just sort of dancing in the street isn't he around the the, the, mm -hmm. the fire tracks and just the noise he's making out uh, yeah he's and 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 like I said earlier, the chemistry they've got, and you really do feel like they care for each other, you know, because obviously Marty knows what's going to happen to the doc, and yeah. he's trying to help him, and he doesn't, or, or it looks like he doesn't want to accept his help. Um, it just feels like really, yeah, you couldn't have picked. I, I don't know who else you could have had as a doc to me now. I know it's easy to say after forty years, but yeah, who, who would it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I still couldn't. I, I couldn't see anyone else do that and i and i know there's like a whole i think in the new flash movie they did a whole bit about eric stoltz ended up being marty in uh, yeah, back to yeah. the future you know and yeah i don't know if i could see it either man um it's just so iconic now it's yeah. difficult to, to like swap those out and i i don't know i don't know if you've ever talked to uh rad from the geeky dad podcast um but i did an episode with him on back to the future a little bit and we were talking about that and i don't know if this is something that you would ever want to remake because of like how iconic it is. It's almost to me, it's almost right. at that level of like star Wars and like the original star Wars and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I don't see why you would, like you said, it's, it's a perfect film. We've said it hasn't aged. So you'd only be doing it potentially just to, to put, the modern actors, you know, who who's the current money maker in there? But I don't, I don't see why you would. It doesn't need new effects because the whole heart of it is is around the the story between him, his mum, his dad, and Biff. So it doesn't need effects for that. So yeah, honestly, wouldn't need a remake. Um, yeah, maybe the second one. If you were doing it now, maybe the second one you would because you'd now want to go thirty years into our future. So you'd be looking at 2050 maybe <laughs> well, yeah if we, that's want true. To, <laughs> if we want to but yeah you'd probably redo you, you I, I'd, I'd see the argument for remaking the second film yeah I, I agree i never thought about that um i wouldn't uh, I, I it's probably something we'll touch about a little bit in our next segment but i was yeah, I, yeah. yeah just I don't, I don't think i would want to ever remake it just because no. it's, it's that special um so before we wrap up this segment real quick, uh, why would you tell people you enjoy it? I think it's, it's, it's already kind of what, what I've said earlier. It is the perfect family feel-good film. It's, it is an action. It is a comedy. There, there is that the dramatic elements. It's, I still think there hasn't even sort of, I don't know, modern time. Am I, am I being a bit too nostalgic? But still think it beats a lot of modern films for that enjoyment and that fun factor it it, it just holds your attention I, I i don't think especially in the first film i don't think there is 
a dull section in it or a dull scene. I think everything serves a purpose and it, it just moves it moves it along. So no, I, I'd say just watch it because you, if you want about sort of a hundred minutes of, of just uh, forget everything that's going on and, and having a bit of fun, this, this is your film. Yeah. Great, man. Great points. Um, I'll say something that maybe, I don't know if other people think about it this way. And I'll say everything that Dan encapsulated is spot on. And I'll also say that one thing that I thought about is um, this story is about Marty ultimately trying to save his friend, I think, because he knows that he dies. So it's like it's kind of a a moral question of if you could go back and change, you know, something from the past, would you do it? And ultimately, that's what he has to do. Right. Um, yeah. Which is crazy. Like uh, there is all this other stuff going on, but it's that's like the base of it at the at the at the core of it. And, you know, he, he does happen to improve like his family at the same time, you know, he, yes. he makes his mother and father's relationship stronger by what he does, you know, going back in time, which in turn makes the future better for them. So uh, kind of cool, you know, little, little tidbit there to consider next time you watch it. Um, but yeah, that's, and all, it's, that's it's a film. Sorry. One more thing for me on it. It, it yeah. is a film that does deserve multiple views. Cause like I said, there are things you pick up and, I love the whole, the, is it the shopping, the shopping mall is called the Twin Pine Mall at the start yes, of the film. Yes. And when he goes back, he runs over one of the pines. And when he comes back, it's uh, the Lone Pine Mall. So Lone there's Pine loads mall, of little yeah. things like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and again, they're subtle. I know it, the, the camera focuses on it, but they don't make a big point of, of saying, oh, look, you know, you've knocked that over. So now it's called the, the Lone Pine Mall. It's nice little subtle touches throughout the film. The details, the details, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nice. Uh, let me bring us back to the future real quick then. If we could somehow harness this lightning, channel it into the flux capacitor, it just might work. We're sending you back to the future. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, we're back. It's 2023. I have to play devil's advocate, and I'm the I'm the studio. I just contracted Dan to write me something to continue uh, this story of Back to the Future or remake it. What do you do, Dan? What do I do? Yeah, I think, yeah, you would actually, a continuation would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to touch the first one again. Uh, yeah, I guess, I think, could you be as daring and as complicated as to go almost, could you go into the second film? Because in the second film, they're going into the first film. So could you have I wonder if you could um, have a good play around with that. Um, I don't know. Actually, I never thought about a continuation. Have you? Have you thought of what you, you could do? Yeah, I think I was talking, uh, like I mentioned, uh, my buddy Ralph from the Give Your Dad podcast, yeah. that I think if you were to do that makes more sense to me than to try to remake it because they do leave you at the end of the third one knowing that doc did create another time machine out of a train right yeah 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 so let's let's kind of go with the ghostbusters afterlife idea and somebody finds this train in storage somewhere okay and, and then uh, they discover it's a time machine you know that's that that might be a way to go about doing it but without you know messing with the original stuff yeah i i i guess yeah you could you could do that i mean in the modern day you'd have to you wouldn't have the same undertone of why he ruined his or, or stopped his parents' relationship in the first place. But it, it could be as simple as, you know, the train, the train blocks a road, which means the dad never got to meet the mum in the first place. And then you <laughs> somehow engineer that, you know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. But um, who, who would you have if you if you were going to? Um... Uh, it To me, it would almost have to be... It would almost because I think there was a Saturday morning cartoon that and it and it followed Doc Emmett Brown's kids uh, that he had with hmm. Clara. So I think it would almost right, have to yeah. be something like that. It would have to be his kids because, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, Michael J. Fox. He, I don't think he acts anymore. He's he's going through his his bouts yeah, yeah. Uh, with Parkinson's, and I mean, Christopher Lloyd still acts here and there. I think so. You know, right. you might you might be able to do something there. If you if you, you know, were hell bent on trying to add something to this franchise, 
which I don't think Robert Zemeckis will let anyway until he said I'd have to be dead before anyone yeah. touches it, <laughs> right? So yeah, yeah. Actually, that really good point because yeah, you see at the end of the third that um, Doc Brown's got two boys, hasn't he? He's Jules and Vern, um, mm-hmm. which again is great. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're going to assume Marty's had kids, so yeah, you could have some sort of fun regroup of of the next generation. It might be a bit cliche, but it'd be fun for us. Uh, us older people <laughs> yeah definitely i think so too it, that i mean ultimately i i i don't i wouldn't want one and i don't think you need one it's kind of like the godfather it's just is what it is yeah. you know yeah, it's, it's yeah. a classic um it's like our time machine like hg wells time machine you know they they tried remaking that i think in the 2000s and it was you know didn't go so well but um yeah i don't know man hopefully they don't ever touch it uh, they probably will by the time me and you are in our 60s or something, yeah. and uh, we'll be pissed by it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't know. I saw it here in London, but they have done a stage show, which I know they were involved in, though, so it's not like yeah. And that is really good fun, actually. That That's nice. good fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, I mean, there is, um, not to say, you know, there isn't other time travel movies. Uh, there's been quite a few recently, I think, you know, some more comedic like hot tub time machine um you know yeah some a little more serious i think like project almanac that's that one's done a little bit differently but there's nothing like back to the future man i don't think and 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 again i think the reason why is i think it tries to keep it simple in the second one okay does up the odds a bit but the first one and the third one they're not going back to stop an atrocity they're not going back to make themselves rich in the future the whole reason he's gone back in the first one is an accident and he's then just trying to do what he needs to do to get back to, to his time. And in the third one, he's just gone back to save his pal again. Uh, so, so it's it's simple. Ultimately, yes, it is a time travel. Uh, they are time traveling films, but at heart, they are like a buddy film. It's, it's all about, yeah. so it's, you know, it sort of buddy. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's not so dire like, uh avengers endgame or you know uh the flash like or the, these epic yeah epic <laughs> reasons why they have to go back in time but it's not uh i think that's why you're right i think i think it makes it yeah. work a little bit better that way you don't need a science degree to understand it either <laughs> yeah <laughs> get me the science advisor on set right now you know if this <laughs> is accurate <laughs> nice man um dan man this was a blast uh talking about this with you Last question. Would you recommend it to people that have never seen it? Absolutely. Without a doubt. And if you haven't, why haven't you? Watch it now. I'll straight <laughs> after this pod. Go do it now. Now. Go. I agree. There's no other reason uh, not to watch it. Uh, if you enjoy a good family fun film like Dan mentioned, uh, with a little bit of science sprinkled in there uh, and some some camaraderie, uh, which is at the heart of the story. So good stuff, man. Um what do you got coming up on your show? Uh, got a couple of episodes. So I've got a um, one that's actually at time of recording tomorrow. I've got one with Antonio from the Cultworthy coming out. Nice. We're talking about uh, hauntings, famous hauntings. Then we've got an episode coming out with a friend of mine on catfishing. So you see, this is the thing about the whole different yeah. is random. That's cool, though. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And then actually, then the one after that will be if video game logic applied to to life so yeah some some (laughs) fun fun variety episodes coming up yeah (laughs) nice man that's awesome well uh thanks again so much for being on this episode with us and uh do you want to let people know where they can find your show yeah but firstly nice thanks for having me on it's been a blast so thank you but yeah uh just search for casting views um yes it's casting views across all socials and um, castingviewspod at gmail.com um, yeah I'm looking for some new guests for the new season in a few weeks time so yeah get in touch I'd love to have you on sweet thanks again man and thank you guys for listening to this episode on Back to the Future yeah that does it everybody thank you for listening to No All 15 All Cast thank you to Dan from Casting Views for coming on talking Back to the Future definitely check out his show if you can everybody And tune in next week as we have volume three of this series. And I have Frank from the Silver Screeners podcast coming on to talk about the Karate Kid. But for now, 
It's your boy, Seven Seas, saying peace out, God bless, and leaving you with a track from the year 1985. Peace. I got